You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. I thought the last two episodes of this show was some of the best stuff we've come up with in a long time. <laughs> but, O'Brien, you have been pumping this week's episode up to us for a while. You say this is going to be, this is going to blow our socks off. Oh, man, I am so excited for where you guys are right now. I don't want to, God, I, I hate to overpromise. But this episode, I'm so excited for. I was telling you guys as we were ramping up to it, I was like, get excited for tonight! You know what Matthew's response was? Well, then I'm going to get a bourbon. And I was like, <laughs> yes! So now uh, we can see some... Get a bourbon? I did. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. I've rolled one die roll in the past uh, two episodes. Once. Yeah. I did one dice roll. And I've rolled zero. As, as a handler, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, yeah. I was thinking about that. I was like, I haven't rolled any dice, uh, and poof, geez, in this whole operation yet, I don't think. And I don't even notice it. You know what I mean? Like I, I just don't even yeah. notice it. It's so weird. I, I think that I needed to understand the game a little bit better. And it did help me when, uh, friend of the show, Vicky Moore, uh, had me play a game of Call of Cthulhu at Gen Con because that's sort of the way it was. It was like, you just role play, role play, role play, role play, role play, and there was an encounter at the very end that was very short and very violent, and then over. And uh, I was like, "Really? Is this the way this game plays?" And uh, it, it helped me to put it in perspective. But obviously, playing with you guys uh, and your role play and everything <laughs> from the last episode, but just you know, to me, it, it makes the whole experience. Like, I forget that we're not rolling a, a lot of skill checks and we're not doing combat or anything like that. Like, and it, I don't miss mm-hmm. it. Like, I'm just loving the way you guys are approaching the story. And uh, it's, it's, uh, and the funny thing is, nothing is going the way I expected. Nothing. <laughs> and so, like, I've had to rewrite everything that I was planning on. And I'll, I'll talk to you all about it when it's all over, too. Cause, like, why not? Your character is going to be dead anyway. So it won't matter. Like, they won't have a memory of what happened. Uh, so I would love to lift the veil on some of this stuff. Some of the decisions that you guys made that uh might have seemed bad or might have seemed good in either way were just completely like had to change what i had prepared uh which is great uh and really uh has put you in a position right now where things are coming together in such a way that i just feel like it's going to be a really fun sesh (laughs) a really fun sesh well, let's just not even fuck around. Let's just get into it. <laughs> just, I can't wait. I can't wait. This is the most fun I've had playing in I don't know how long. Just um, love this fucking game. It's great. It's I was so trying. To, I was trying to explain to my to my wife. I was like, so we like we found this guy, and then we were like, well, one of the, half of the group was running around to these New Jersey police stations, and Matthew and my character, we 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 went up to Columbia, and then we're going to be heading over to the precinct, and we were talking to this guy, and she's like, oh, that sounds really cool. It's like, you don't understand, it's really cool. <laughs> you don't get it. I don't hear the enthusiasm in your voice. Um, <laughs> let's just do a brief overview of, uh, of what you guys pulled off uh, last week. We might dribble into the week before a little bit too, but um, you guys split up. 
and you went separate ways. And uh, some of you stayed in alliance and really focused on eliminating any photographic evidence of the number from the crime scene. And you were successful in doing that. Huge, huge. That's a big part of your mission. Um, and then you uh, did something absolutely incredible that I never expected. You tried to get access to the body privately to plant evidence <laughs> on the body of the shooter. <laughs> I made never sense to saw me. that coming in a million years. I was. I thought it was. A, I thought it was going to be two front door. Just rubbed Salvi on his lips. <laughs> it's just amazing. I mean, look, there's a lot of things that could be looked at as front door, especially in hindsight. I'm just joking. No, 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 no. And I, I know what you're saying. Like. Look, did I think that ever evidence tampering uh, and planting had to happen? I did. But I just never thought, like, planting hard drugs in the body or on the body of the shooter was going to be one. And so good for you uh, for surprising me. And I made it hard. I feel like here's the way I look at Delta Green. I feel like every time you roll, it's bad. It's always bad. It's never a good thing to be rolling dice because it means you're really at risk and your skills are not good enough to just give you a pass. As you'll notice, right. a lot of times I just say, what's your skill? Uh, and Riker says 50% in computers. And I'm like, oh, well, you're able to navigate right through their local network and corrupt all the files you need to corrupt. Like the luck roll is more, is someone else going to find out about it? You know what I mean? It's really right. like you did it because of your skill. So when you said you wanted to do that, I felt like that was taking on a lot of risk, especially for like somebody who has somebody with them that isn't even actually a federal agent. And so I'm like, roll a bureaucracy and you hit it. Then it's like, roll a luck roll to see if the coroner just happens to look up at the wrong time and they don't. So it's just like <laughs> you, you guys are rolling great and that's making for a really interesting story. And uh, I don't know. I'm just so excited for for you to have closed some of those loose ends, you've tied off a few of those loose ends. And then in the end of the last episode, as uh, Dr. Westover and uh, Roger Cumstone get into the dorm room of, of Michael Way, you uh, really blow up with an amount of evidence that's just staggering of what you have ahead of you. <laughs> and it might be it might be impossible. Uh, you know, you're looking uh, at his computer and you see, uh, I'm sorry, you're looking at his desk and you see a bunch of scribblings and you see some numbers. Four different numbers are highlighted. Don't forget about those. Then you look at the computer and you see his search, his recent search history is not particularly interesting. While uh, Roger happens to notice under the futon with his amazing uh, 80% alertness. Uh, now, I just want to say that um, alertness and search are two interesting things and I approach them uh, two different ways. One is that like, Alertness is generally used for like sensing danger, uh, where search is used. The search skills used to like find stuff or find hidden stuff. I didn't use it in this case because I felt like this photocopy of a book that Roger pulled from under the futon of the Book of Many Wonders, a translation of uh, this book written by Faustus Clauden some 400 uh, years ago, is... Uh, it's dangerous. It is dangerous. And the fact that it had this orange binder clip on it, to me, it, it triggered a reaction in him, almost like, almost like a hunter wearing an orange hat. Like it just triggered some sort of peripheral vision that, uh, made him look in that direction as opposed to your classic search skill. Uh, I've also seen in the rules of the game alertness used for looking for things, but it's like looking for particularly bone chilling or dangerous things uh they will they will use alertness for so 
I think that you can make an argument for either one, but I just wanted to point that out uh, to the listening audience that might be learning to play the game. I'm still kind of figuring it out too, and it's something I kind of went back and forth on, but I like the alertness idea in in that situation. So with that alertness, you find this book that he has photocopied that looks like one of those... It's hard to describe. Like, um, you know what? We'll get into it when we get into the episode. I'll tell you exactly what you're looking at. Uh, But Dr. Westover opens up the computer and sees... Two emails of interest, multiple emails, not of any interest at all, rather boring. Two emails of interest, one that came in October 11th, 1123 p.m. from a sender, Francis Way, F-R-A-N-C-I-S, Francis Way, seems to be a relative, most likely. And the message says, Mike, the key is in the final page of the final chapter. Dig deeper and you'll see it. Then... At 7.12 a.m., a message is sent out to uh, an address. Uh, let me read you the exact... Oh, where was it? Um, I had it... Oh, you know what? Hold on a second. I have it right here. It's like... It's, it's, math, uh, it's mathgeekslistserv uh, at yahoo.groups.com. So this <laughs> mathgeekslistserv... Uh, is and I was so like I, I'd love to dig into this Yahoo Groups thing because that's the, my original Pathfinder Society games in New York City where it was a Yahoo group. Really? Yeah, huh. and so we used Yahoo Groups all the time, and uh, you know these are actual URLs that that exist, and so I I thought it was funny to kind of pull that out, uh, and then she opens it up. And with her quick thinking, she looks at the Yahoo group online. And since he's through cookies already signed into it, she's able to look at the members of the group. And yeah, it's very specific. But Matthew, why don't you tell us a broad overview of what you see when you look at the uh, the members of the Yahoo group Math Geeks mm-hmm. Listserv? It is everyone from a math and chess enthusiast in Weisbaden, Germany. <laughs> To a math teacher, to a dabbler, uh, the ages range from 19 to 51, I think is the oldest. They're on many continents. We've got some in, in Europe, in the Philippines, <laughs> in Montana. All the world. <laughs> We've got a, you, a computer scientist at Lawrence Liver, Livermore National Laboratory in California. It's uh, it's uh, our nightmare is basically what it is. Yeah, it's, real bad. it's the overview. It's real bad. <laughs> uh, it's everything Delta Green didn't want to have happen. Yep. So I call Riker Solace immediately. Let's just jump right in. <laughs> call Riker Solace immediately. What do you say? Uh, we were in Michael Way's dorm. It, this. Things are bad. Things are real bad. <laughs> Get Please. it together. Get it together, Agent Von Cliff. What is going on? Tell Sorry. me the sit rep. Well, the, the most important thing is that he shared the number. He shared the number with a bunch of math enthusiasts. A bunch of math nerds from all around the world. Math nerds may also, not be able to take advantage of the full potential of this number. What are the more. highest qualifications these people have, if any? Physicists. Computer scientists. There's people that there's, there's people that dabble in math to, to, f- to physicists and people that work in uh, high profile operations on the other coast. Tell them about the house husband. And don't, there's also a house husband. <laughs> <laughs> Please ignore the house He's husband. He's the most dangerous in the group. I feel. He's in Modesto. Let's, 
in the, F- in, the in the bureau, we don't prioritize house husbands typically unless they have murdered their housewives. I, He's I just, in, I just in Modesto, po- California. Modesto, California. I just want to point something out uh, that your characters, I think, would say in this situation, which is that he didn't just send them the number, which is the scary thing. He, he also out. sent some sort of solution, like an equation right. to these people that know math. So it's and gave them instructions where to start. Right, which number. is why Riker. Yeah. That's a perfectly good question to ask. Like, well, what is their? Are they just like hobbyists, or is like, are they really advanced mathematicians? In some cases, it might not matter because he sent a proof. He sent a solution. Right. Uh, so anyway, that is just something that would come out, I think, in this conversation. Which probably none of us would be able to work through, but a math enthusiast may be able to. But most um, importantly, we got to contact. we got to contact our contact and let her know. I'll send you all the names and their locations. Uh, she needs to be contacted immediately. This is our worst nightmare. Right. I need you to take any information out of that room that pertains to the number, but leave anything behind that would make him look agitated in his final days. Copy? Copy. Should I sprinkle some salvia on his keyboard? Please. <laughs> I believe Dr. Westover has some. <laughs> I told you that in confidence. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, this is bad news and we need to let her know that like all these people have access and uh, I mean, I'm assuming they all need to be killed immediately. Or every <laughs> Well, Hopefully the- we have Delta Green agents all around the world <laughs> that can apprehend slash kill these people. The other um, person, of course, that isn't on the list that knows is Francis Way. Yeah, yeah, what's going on with Francis fucking Way? I need that cell phone decrypted yesterday. I have but access seriously. to his email right now. Can I look at his, uh, can I just look at the email, like search for emails from Francis Way and see if I can flip through them? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yes, yes, good. Yeah, so you you just search specifically for emails from Francis Way, and uh, you find you know, through your uh, researching uh, that he uh, they've never before discussed mathematics. There's never been any discussion of mathematics, and there are dozens and dozens and dozens of emails between the two of them. And you see that Francis Way is uh, he calls him Uncle Francis. So it's his okay. uncle. His uncle. And uh, he, they talk about getting together. Uh, they talk about going. He talks about going on hikes. He talks about, uh, it seems that Francis Way might be into, um, he's like a naturalist. He's into bird watching. Uh, it seems like Michael might have stayed at his place a few times uh, as like a, sort of a getaway from the city kind of thing. Uh, so, the, you know, they just he's his uncle and it seems like he lives in New York or near New York in some way and that uh, they're, you know, they have a good relationship. And it's just very there's nothing about mathematics until this email out of nowhere. So weird. Interesting. That is terrifying. While we're on the phone with Riker, can we ask him to do a, a run a, run some sort of background check on Francis Way so we know yeah. where this where yeah. he is? Yeah, I mean, before that happens, if time is of the essence, though, uh, I'm going to call you guys right back after I provide, I use the burner phone to call up our contact and provide her all the information. Like, I have in one hand my what iPhone. Do you, what do you need? What's I going on? How's, how's? Terrible how, news. How is, uh, you know, you know who? Is he handling it all right? He's doing it. 
Why am I using that voice? I don't, it's like I'm on a call with my dad. Hi, Dad. How's it going on the ranch? You live in a suburban area, but you might as well have a cow. Um, uh, dude, it's my favorite thing. In SideQuest Side Sesh, like, I couldn't help once we got to CarPad. Like, my Alfonso became way more French yeah. than he was before. <laughs> like, sure. it just, I just can't help it. Um, uh, Riker's like, uh, we have good news and bad news. What do you want first? All right, give me the bad. Okay, well, there's a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> how much time do you have I was, hoping, I was hoping you'd start with the good news yeah i could have gotten that out of the way but uh whatever uh you there's my, a lot of it fool me once shame on me fool me twice shame on anyway uh so Cumstone and uh the doctor are uh, currently at uh michael way's dorm room and uh we seem to have uh lock down most of the information. We know that his friends and associates aren't involved with it, but he may have emailed the entire paranormal number and the mathematical equation associated with it. Uh, it's proof uh, to a list of a dozen people across the globe. Oh, fuck me. <sighs> Hello? All right. Hello? All right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that email address I gave you... Um, Send me those names. You, right. you said you have names and locations? Yes. However, right. one of them is in New York, so our team could get there uh, and, and get some first-hand information ourselves, but uh, if you want to look at it first and let us know how to proceed, please do. Well, send it to me right now. Blink. She like the sound takes... of the old iOS email program <laughs> airplane going out. <laughs> She takes, uh, uh, yeah, a quick look over it. She's like, oh, fuck. Um, all right, well, I think we got somebody in California. Uh, could get close enough to Modesto on short notice. Montana, that's a tough one. Uh, maybe we could get out there. Florida, that's doable. Miami, that'll be easy. Yeah, you're already in New York, so I'll yeah. tell you what. I'm going to... I'm going to get this out to a couple different teams, and we'll get some more people on it. Uh, we can only ask you to do so much. Can you look into the to the one from New York? Who's this? Tia Markle? Tia yeah, Markle. Tia Markel, there's, whatever it is. There's uh, one other, though, that is in this area. It's his uncle. They were working on this number together. We might also look into him. What? Yes. Uncle? Francis. All right. That's, I don't know about that. So uh, look into that. If uh, he is indeed in the city, then find him as well. All right. Um I'll get back to you. And she hangs up. You know what's fucked up? It's Tia is Spanish for aunt. Oh. There are no coincidences in Delta Green. <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. Mi hermano. <laughs> he says in a small voice, I don't want to play anymore. Uh... uh so if Riker has an app on his phone, he's calling back on one hand uh, to uh, uh, Roger and the doctor uh, on speakerphone so Jordy can hear too. And he's uh, looking through whatever FBI information he can get on his phone for Francis. And if anything else, if that doesn't work, he'll call up his uh, information desk, his assistants there back in uh, Quantico. Um. I'm sorry, one more time. On who? On Francis? Francis yeah. Way. 
yeah, okay. You're able to get uh, information on that as you're heading to the police station, and I'll get you that information in a second. You guys in the dorm room, tell me what you're doing. Is there anything else you're doing before you leave the dorm room to head to meet them at the 24th Precinct? Because you know they're going to be there in the next 25, 30 minutes. Yeah, we're not far away, so we can get there in that time. Um, we gather up all of... We, we, take his, we, take, we take the CPU. I uh, mean, yeah. really? Yeah. It's a tower. You're gonna so you're gonna carry the tower. We'll carry the tower and drop it in the car. We we'll meet with the others. Okay. Yeah, we and should. We can't. We can't take any chances. Otherwise, we'd have to wipe it, copy it, and wipe it. But we, there could be valuable information on there. Yeah, I think we should just take the whole thing. Let's take the um, tower. Take and the, then the book, obviously. The books that are laying around that are opened up to pages. Is there anything relevant on the pages that they're opened up to? Nope. You can see it's a lot about primes, uh, a lot of prime theory, uh, a lot of advanced Mersenne prime stuff, and uh, n- nothing that jumps out at you. Uh, the uh, the book that the photocopied book, I can give you a few more details on now that we're not in like cliffy mode. Uh, that book is the the book of many wonders. Is the translation uh, of the the title of it. And you see that it is a uh, translation. Uh, you're able to find... Uh, you can see the way that it's printed, that it seems like old school, uh, like... Well, I, I think I'll explain it easy enough when you see that you can flip to the front and see that there's a copyright on it. And the copyright date, it says that it is uh, uh, copyrighted by the educational... Copied by educational... Copyrighted by educational studies books... Uh, copyright 1944 <laughs> translation by Maurice Esther and uh, so it's like an old school book the, I mean like we had books like this when we were kids like there are some textbooks that like existed from the 50s and 40s and stuff like that and that's what this is this is like an educational uh, book series that was put out and uh, it, it is a, a photocopy of that wow you also um, notice as you're flipping through it that there are notes all over it. Yeah, I bet. In the margins. Writing all over it. Like what? And, uh, I mean, it's gibberish. A lot of it's gibberish. Some of it's words that seem to be notating, like, check more into this. Perhaps, you know, a power of two here. Perhaps, But then some of it is like uh, mathematical equation looking type stuff. It's, it's well beyond Roger's uh, skill to sort of decipher. Uh, question for you. This is outside of it, but once this gets back to Riker that it's photocopied... Um, printers actually add photocopiers and commercial printers that you have at your home secret tracking dots so that people who print out letters of ransom and other incriminating evidence can be traced. They can link that, uh, those printer dots on a piece of paper to a serial code on a printer and it's in a database so the FBI can go back and like find someone who's printing out and writing like I killed these girls and they mailed the local newspaper this is a common way that people are found is there any way I can see like we could also just see if Michael checked this book out at the library but I just want to find out where the source of this photocopy is if it's helpful I can also just be going too far down a rabbit hole you're just not there yet, so just hold on to that idea, and l- okay. let's wait until you're together. So you have this stack of papers, and to you, it's a lot of gibberish. Uh, but you see that this book is clearly by Faustus Cloudin, who Jordy mentioned to you, and on the last page, you see 
the number <laughs> scrawled oh, in hand over the whole last page. And it looks almost as if on the last three, the marker that was used to write it broke. It's so in- intensely pushed into the paper. And you also see a series of equations on the right side of the margin of that page as well, but they're all meaningless to you. And they don't match the email if you, if you back check it. All right, I'm just going to roll a search then to see if there's anything else of import. Uh, you know, I don't want to disturb too much in the room, but I want to really just look. Is there anything else in yeah. here that I feel like I should be looking at? I'll do it too. Uh, and I, I didn't get it. I did get... Oh, no, I hit the number. I hit my number. Is that a fail or is that a success? That is a fail, I, I believe. Think, no, I, think I think you have that's to hit under your number. It is. You have to hit your number or less. Uh, on either or way, below. It's, either way, you don't find anything else. It's on or below? I yeah, think okay. it's a, a failed luck roll is 51 or higher, so I would think. Right. Um, I don't mean to alarm anyone, but while we were sitting here playing this game, I just received a text message. From a number I don't recognize. There's just an address. Dude, I'm telling you, this game fucks fuck? you up. This dude. is like a Ouija board. This is like a role-playing Ouija board. It is a number I don't recognize. I am on a group text. There's another number I don't recognize, and it's just an address. I, I told you guys this before we recorded. I got a text message today from my friend saying, Oh, I got this old book out that I haven't read in years. I want to give it to my wife to read. And a air ticket fell out of it a stub from an air ticket fell out of it from our buddy my cousin our buddy uh, he's like oh no big deal i lent it to him years ago that's funny his air stub is in there the air stub is today's date <laughs> he hasn't opened the book in 10 years the air stub is today's date get out of here delta green i'm really get out of my head really scared <laughs> i know right ready take a step further faustus francis yeah. <laughs> no. I'm gonna have another beer. <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest game I've ever played with my buddies. I have never added uh, notify NYC to my phone, so I get texts from like a six nine two six nine two number, and every time I forget, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" And it's like alternate side parking is suspended through Sunday seven nineteen. I'm like, "Oh, okay." I'm Not- legit scared, like right now. Like I'm in my I'm in the basement. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking around. <laughs> I'm really scared. Don't worry, Grant's upstairs. He'll protect you. He's gonna get us uh, both. Whatever it is, was gonna get us both. <laughs> I I always am like, if someone comes in here, a, a crazy serial killer, I really hope they get skid so I can hear it and run away. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine we it happened while we were recording and we saw Grant just get eaten. And then oh we my god! Like we were just in the lighting here, here is so creepy. To run. Oh my god! <sighs> that oh, just, you'd Troy. see me like you'd see me reach out for the glass cannon hat that's behind me, <gasps> and my blood stained hands. That is a million dollar screenplay idea. Oh, absolutely! There's going to be so many Zoom <laughs> horror movies. Of all the Zoom rom com <laughs> horror movie pictures <laughs> that are going around, that one. Oh. Cinema's I mean, gonna suck next year. I know. <laughs> Holy shit. It's gonna be the How same we, shit. Has there ever been like well, a... Well, the cinema's a, been so great, so masterpiece for 10 years. <laughs> I, it's just been so... There's so many mind-bending movies that have really changed the way I look at the world. The movies suck. Movies have sucked for a decade. Uh, We're fine. Uh, so, <laughs> so you're not uh, seeing the right movies, but mm, I agree. The trend is not been great. 
the uh, <laughs> they're not trending up. <laughs> Has there ever been a thriller? You know how they always have like dumb jobs that let them do whatever so that they can just date people and like whatever and have like you know it's normally not like someone who works a nine to five in thriller movies or their students or whatever. Has there ever been a thriller where the person is like a professional podcast host? That's what I want to see. Not yeah. yet. I, wrote, I actually wrote a play that is is not a thriller, but the structure is thriller, and it, there is a podcaster. Oh, great. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, send, me, send, me, send me the screenplay. It was that short-lived <laughs> Zach Braff comedy where he played a uh, He played Alex Bumberg, yeah. Yeah, and it was, it was really bad, and I wanted it to be good because I really like Zach Braff, but uh, it, was, it was terrible. So bad. Why don't you just listen to the podcast it's based on? That one's fun. Nah, I don't have time for that. <laughs> Troy doesn't listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you doing? Wait, where are we? Okay, so the book, uh, you, yeah, all right, so this is what you see in the photocopied book. You found everything that you can in the room with your successful search role. There's nothing else of interest that seems to point to the crime or the equation in any particular way. We're taking the tower. We're going to 24th Precinct. And we take the book. Do we need to plant some evidence for Riker? Yeah, we probably should. Just leave some of your salvia. Leave some of your hard <laughs> drugs that you carry around on you. You know what? I have a doctor's bag. I I don't know. Oof. It's got to be tough to carry both that and the entire CPU tower. That's I what, Ro- that's what Roger is for. <laughs> <laughs> you probably would have morphine in an I'd emergency have, yeah, morphine or bag. some sort of painkiller. Yeah, just drop some paraphernalia. Okay. And, uh, some empty syringes. We'll uh, <laughs> just, we'll uh, cut ourselves. This in. poor kid's family. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut my uh, cut myself uh, and then jerk off <laughs> on his bed. What is wrong with you? Oh wrong? I don't want to leave any stone. <laughs> no stone uncumbed. <laughs> Is that what you're not going to do, Troy? You're not going to leave any stone uncut? It's not the person. Oh, my God. It's like in a movie when they say the title of the movie and you get really excited. He finally gets to come on a stone. <laughs> Sandy Beeman just hears a strange flapping in the room. She's like, is, uh, is everything okay in there? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm, any good fine here. I'm still in the room, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we did it in Afghanistan. <laughs> Oh my God, so many, so many things, so many things in that, so many things you have to edit out. So, uh, you guys leave some drug paraphernalia behind, empty syringes. Uh, Roger comes to cuts himself and masturbates on his bed. And um, I'm no criminologist, but I think it might be a bad idea to leave your you own your DNA, DNA all over a crime scene. <laughs> Yeah, with damn it, skin. I was going to permanently remove his character oh. from play oh, no. in the next session. I like uh, that. I, I, I put on latex gloves, and Roger Thompson <laughs> deliberately left his DNA behind. Oh my god! Uh, uh, okay, so you guys are going to head to the twenty fourth precinct. So you uh, you say your adieu to. Uh, Sandy Beeman and uh, and Ralph Macchio, yeah, and Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio gives you a suspicious look. Sandy Beeman's like, we really hope that um, this really does not turn out to be uh, something more than just a, a person who 
came to the end of his rope and just sort of snapped. I, I really don't know. It's a, it's a horrible thing. And uh, I, I'll continue looking into it. And if I, if I find anything at all that could help you, I, I promise I'll, I'll, I'll reach out. Can I have your card? Perhaps you should leave the investigation to the investigators. You're the most dickbag agents. You're the most <laughs> asshole agents. The, hold on. The head of public relations is, is promising the FBI to investigate a mass murder. No, she's saying a, a student at her university, if she finds anything out of interest to the FBI's investigation, she'll call you. That is good for the FBI. She said, I'm going I'm to keep looking into this. And I was like, why? Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. The FBI needs all the help it can get. I find I, I operate best as the head of PR when I linger on the death of a student for as long as possible. When I really think about it and how sad it is all day long. I'm sure what she's trying to do is is find a way to completely separate it from the university. But we'll let, we'll leave that uh, for another another part of the sesh. For now, though, you leave the John J. John J. Hall and the Fu Foundation. It's F U, by the way, not F O O. The Fu Foundation, uh, which is, by the way, a very well regarded engineering program uh, globally. Can I also point and, out though that um, yes. the I was looking it up uh, after one of our recordings and the Mr. Fu didn't even graduate from there and he and gave a gift of twenty seven million dollars to the university and he's known as the mysterious businessman. Yeah. Like that is huh. so crazy and it's so perfect for Delta Green. It's not crazy at all. Like. Many, many buildings at schools are named just for people that give a ton of money to build the building. Those people are typically linked to those universities in some way. He went there for like uh, a couple months, it said, but like he never graduated or anything. Doesn't matter. They might have their development department might have courted him. Call your contact and tell them to look into Foo. (laughs) (laughs) Look into Foo. Send Foo the number. Roger, that is something you said you wanted to look into. Uh, is that something that you pursued at all while you were here? Uh, big donors to the Foo Foundation? Yeah, I just thought it was something that we could do like with our own contacts and maybe even over the internet, like any uh, recent large benefactors, anything jump out. Well, if you only use the internet, uh, no, nothing jumps out at you. Uh, you look through and you you do see some benefactors. You see names and you see people that are like thanked uh, uh, and you don't see anything that correlates to the Ridgeways at all or I mean, mathemat- you know the number we're walking all. out of the campus I'm sure I could stop by one of the buildings and just uh, uh, you know ask uh, you know show my badge and be like you know we're uh, we're conducting an investigation and uh, uh, I was just curious if there was any uh, strange or out of place new uh, benefactors to the Foo Foundation yeah you can go down that road it doesn't lead to anything okay there's yeah everything seems yeah, there's nothing to stand out. Then. All right, off to the 24th precinct. Uh, if you'll refer to roll 20, uh, you'll see uh, in a moment. Sorry, it's going to take me a m- Oh, come on, roll 20. Uh, there we go. Uh, there you go. That's the actual 24th precinct. Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. In NYC. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a block away there. from my sister's apartment. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man, this is real. This shit's really happening. Yeah, I used Way to, to dox your sister on the show, Skip. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> That's off of, like, Morningside Drive, right? Like, yeah, yep. yeah. Off of Morningside Drive. Uh, and you guys all arrive at the same time. 
Oh. The four of you connected once again. Uh, this building is rather nondescript. It's a, a boring government building. It's kind of like beigey, off-white. Uh, it's got a bunch of air conditioners sticking out of a bunch of different windows. Uh, it is, you know, a couple NYPD cruisers sitting out front. Uh, and, you know, it's really just a kind of a boring building. Uh, but there's a, a glass double door in the front. And tell me how you guys, tell me what you guys do. We catch each other up on all our yeah. business. And- yep, yep. We put the, we stow the CPU safely in the car. Got oh, uh, and uh, there was no scans or anything else. It was just that photocopy. There was nothing else on that computer that actually had a hard drive of it. It's just the email that went out, correct? Of the number? Yeah, we, yeah there was no other instances of the number, yeah. Uh, Riker is going to stomp on the USB flash drive with the last pictures on it. Just destroy it um, completely. Um, okay, and he'll like snap it in half and throw one and a push over there and keep the other half in his pocket. He pulls out his Glock. He shoots the USB drive on a hundred street. Yeah, on a hundred street, right out from Morningside Heights, right outside of the twenty fourth precinct. We're going in here to try to figure out how this kid got access to a shotgun that was in the possession of this precinct from like the fifties, <laughs> or was it like? Yeah, it was 1959 was the last log. Last log on the FBI's database was that it was transferred to the 24th Precinct as a utility weapon in 1959 and was never moved again. Yeah, so I don't know be if you're a little careful here. Roger, I I'm sorry. We're in public. Agent Von Klink? Von Klausky? What did you call him? <laughs> the mailman's just delivering <laughs> mail to the precinct. He called what, me Von Clink. What did you call? He called me Von Clink. Colonel Clink from Hogan Theorist. My nickname. Uh, um, are you familiar with good cop, bad cop? <laughs> For God's sake! Yeah, I play little. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, like you, you're talking about billiards before you walk into a pool hall, like yeah. some people. That's we're gonna go little. in there. And we're gonna hope. We're gonna hope that the NY New York's finest knows how to play nice with the FBI. So that's the nice way. But then if they don't answer, we're gonna let them know how embarrassing it would be that one of their guns would be used in a septuple homicide. So wait a minute. You want to play good cop, bad cop, with good cops and bad cops? <laughs> Yes. I'm in. <laughs> which two of us are good and, then, and which two of us are bad? Then we both put on a pair of sunglasses at the same time and high five. <laughs> oh my god. Let's get on motorcycles and drive off. You guys are ruining the integrity of this beautiful game. We are making okay. it much, much better. <laughs> no, I love this idea. It's like there's four of you. Like, all right, which two are good cops? Which two are bad cops? And we're playing good cops. We're talking cop. to cops. cops. You're talking to cops. <laughs> they might be familiar with the technique. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> abort. Abort. No, Jordy's Jordy's right. We need to add a new kind of cop into good cop, bad cop. Up what the kind states. of cop? What kind of cop? Sad and cop. Sad cop. Good cop. <laughs> bad cop. Sad cop. What about what <laughs> yes. about a sleepy cop? Wait, that's a you, Westover. That's you. Sleepy. Oh, this cop. is great. And forget about good cop and bad cop. 
Let's just reinvent the system. They'll never right. see it coming. Go on. So we got sad cop and sleepy cop. Yes. Uh, what else? Grumpy cop. I'm gonna Kinda be like angry. Had, angry cop. Dopey angry cop. cop is good. I will be um unstable cop. <laughs> All right. See if you can dig deep and summon <laughs> summon that performance. All right. All right. Now I'll go in have- first. Now that we have a foolproof plan, <laughs> let's walk jo- into the precinct. I Joe slam so open the doors and come out. Oh, that was the chief of police! No, no, we just, we just, we just walk in. Yeah. Oh, come on, please. I wanted them to just, like, pull out pistols. The world is not ready for hangry, sleepy. What are the other two? Sad. Unstably. Unstably. I really I cop. can cry on cue. Hey guys, I can cry on cue. You wanna rethink this? <laughs> I actually am sleepy, so I feel I'm perfectly cast. Oh yes, and thank you for the reminder. Uh you have a mini- minus twenty percent to all of your skill checks, uh if they come up, and uh you take one D six willpower damage. Same with you, Jordy. Uh is it afternoon sp- already? It is, yeah, it is, yeah. What if I drink more five-hour energy? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, doctor, I, how averse are you to put here's the thing. I'll tell you. What, I'll tell you what I'm. Th- I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Yes, you can do that, but like, there has to be a repercussion. You can't. It's not just like a fix-all. So I'm, I'm trying to think of like what is the repercussion. Like I know what it is for me. I feel like garbage. Like when I keep drinking five-hour energies on a glass cannon live weekends and stuff like that. Like. I eventually feel so awful. I, I just like, a, can't. There is a cost. An agent can take more stimulants to keep going, but every dose after the first costs one d six willpower points. Thank you, Delta Green. Thank you. So okay. there you go, one d six willpower. So I'll just take do this. not lose twenty percent to your skills. I'll just take the damage I just rolled to take the damage if I hadn't taken the second five hour energy. Okay. And I like it, Jordy. What like, did you just roll? Three. Three. Okay. And Jordy pops some amphetamines, um, and then he rolls six <gasps> on the willpower, so he, he's down, oh, s- down no. six willpower. Okay, so what is his willpower at? It's, it's at six. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. Oh, I was just <laughs> reading this earlier. Oh man. Oh, oh wow. This shit goes down when you get to low willpower. I. Oh. All right, while I look it up. Um. Roger kicks in the door of the police station, levels his weapon. <laughs> An, agent, an agent whose WP hits one or two has an emotional breakdown. That's right. There it is. Thank you, Matthew. So, like, yeah, when you get to one or two willpower, you have an emotional breakdown. So be careful. Be careful. Also, uh, at that point, you also suffer a minus 20% to all actions. Okay. So you guys uh, do not suffer a penalty to your skill checks, but you're both playing a dangerous game as you gamble your uh, willpower points against your own skills to try to keep pushing through for this mission. But I love it. I really do love it because you're leaving it all on the line for this mission, which is like that's what you do as Delta Green agents. You can't worry about your own comfort. You're talking about stopping something so important, so huge. So uh, you get to the precinct. You go ahead in and tell me what the plan is. Who's opening the door? Who's doing the talking? What's the plan? 
I'll barge in, but not like in the overdramatic fashion, but just like push the doors open. And uh, you know, the whole team comes in behind. It's like, we need to speak. FBI. <laughs> we need to speak? <laughs> we need to speak to the I chief think of police. Uh, <laughs> protesters are cor- uh, they're around the corner there. Uh, FBI. Oh. Badges oh. Uh, all right. So you, you put your badges up, and pretty quickly, uh, the uh, officer at the desk is uh, like, okay, looks at all your IDs, examines them all, writes them all in the log, and then pushes you through to a room uh, where uh, they say you can wait for... um, uh, You tell them, I I assume, what you're here for. Yes, that we need to speak to the weapons quartermaster and uh, discuss uh, uh, the issue of a missing weapon assigned to an active case that crosses state lines, and that's why the FBI is involved. Yep. All right. So they will bring you, uh, they will sign you an interrogation room. So they bring you into this room. They'll bring you a couple extra chairs. Say, sorry, it's not very comfortable, but please wait here a moment. We'll have somebody be with you to help you uh, as soon as we can. Um, this is, I got to say, a little different. Uh, I'm, I'm glossing over it, but make no mistake. This is a little different than Alliance PD. Uh, they, they definitely were uh, much more like do whatever you say and uh, happy to help. Uh, NYPD, they're helping you out, but they're, um, there's a tension in the air. There's a... I mean, it's been, it's that way between NYPD and state New York police. Like, because Cuomo, wh- whoever's, the, whoever's the mayor of New York City is like the most powerful mayor in the country. But at the same time, the governor of New York wants to show his control over it. So they fight and they argue all the time. So I can't imagine the NYPD giving a shit about the FBI in the right. way another town so, would. So just try to get both of those concepts going through your head, which yeah. is like, you, they're giving you what you need, it seems, right now, but like, they're not friendly. They're just doing their job. They're not obsequious so, at all. R- exactly. So you get put into this room and uh, you wait five minutes, maybe ten minutes, if, if that. And... Uh, the door opens up and a young man walks in who is not in uniform, uh, introduces himself. He says, hi, uh, my name is Derek. Uh, I am uh, an administrative assistant here, and I understand that you need access to the uh, weapons locker uh, and the records uh, for a, a particular shotgun. And he's looking through uh, some paperwork. You're in front of him. we need access. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He jumps back. Against the wall. Oh well, I'm, I'm I'm sorry that you had to wait. I it was not my intention. Uh, I, I, I'm happy to help you. Please, just just come this way. All right. And uh, he leads you uh, down a hallway uh, to a side room uh, where you see uh, a large gate and a uh, uniformed officer, a little older, sitting behind uh, the gate. And Derek walks in and. He says, these agents are with the FBI. They are investigating uh, a particular weapon. Uh, I have the serial number here. And he he holds it up for him. And he's like, could you give us uh, information on this? The uniformed officer takes it down, looks at it, hmm, pulls out his book, opens it up, looks at all of you suspiciously, looks back down at the book, Goes through his log sheet. Actually, you know what? Probably he's, he's probably on a computer. He's on a computer, and he's like looking through, he's scrolling through. You don't see the monitor. But he's scrolling through. Uh, 
you're on the other side of the monitor. Not there's no monitor there. And he scrolls through and he says, "Huh. Looks like that weapon was boxed with four other Remington 870s. Uh checked out 7:54 a.m. yesterday." Uh, due to uh, well we had some plumbing work done here there was a plumbing issue that we had with uh, one of the pipes and uh, it ran a shotgun could fix it (laughs) Uh, why don't you allow me to finish it ran up right up next to one of the weapons lockers and so we had to empty it out so we boxed those shotguns Uh, they were signed out here clear as day 7.54am uh, we had to take them outside of the precinct, just in the parking lot there, along with a bunch of other uh, weapons. Uh, they were cordoned off there, uh, guarded uh, by an officer, and returned here at... Uh, scrolls through. 5.53 p.m. Uh, oh. So that, that weapon was boxed with four other Remington 970s. Uh, it was sent out. It came back 5.53 p.m. Boxed. No problem. Checked back in. It's right here behind me. Um, we can go take a look at it if you like. Let we me like. ask you a question. Like. Let me ask you a question, mm-hmm. officer. What? Do you know what's at 315 Hudson Street here in New York, the greatest city in the world? What city are you from, chief? <laughs> I'm from... Our nation's capital. The shining beacon on the hill. Of course you are. Of course you are. But let uh, me tell you what's at 315 Hudson Street, officer. NYPD infernal affair. Internal affairs and infernal (laughs) affairs. (laughs) Clearly the devil stole that shit. No, infernal affairs is the movie that The Departed is based off of, actually. Anyway. um, uh, And uh, that shotgun was used in a septuple homicide slash suicide yesterday. So take us to the box. I literally just said, <laughs> do you want to go to the box? What's in the box? Now you are telling me I it's haven't part of a murder since investigation. Nine this morning. I'm angry. I don't understand why we can't just see the box. Why <laughs> yeah. are you keeping us from seeing the box? <laughs> Officer, what's your name? <laughs> My name. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's it say on your badge there? I, I can't read it. There's a well. smudge it on says, your badge. It says Cunningham. He holds it up. Officer Cunningham. Why Officer are you preventing Cunningham. us from seeing the box? Yeah, what's with the obfuscation? You make it be really sad. You fucking, you fuck, you fucking feds. <laughs> See how upset he's getting? Why won't you just show him the box? Why did you- <laughs> Why would why you yell at, at me? Why are you yelling at me for? Why you just show us the box? I haven't slept. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what. I know that I said you couldn't see the box previously. <laughs> that those words came out of my mouth. I heard them, so I'll take them back. I'll change what I previously said about you not being allowed to see the fucking box. Good, and I'll take you back. I knew we could see Ida, but eye. only, but only because. <laughs> You're so tough, strong. It's about damn But only time. because, only because you do bad cops so well. We weren't and, playing uh, bad cop. 
we that's, where, playing, that's where you're wrong. We were playing <laughs> unstable, hangry, sleepy, sad cop. Uh, and he'll go and he'll unlock the gate and, uh, and let you in. Clearly, this officer has not been privy to the latest innovations in law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> He's a rookie cop. <laughs> you a gambler, Cunningham? Because <laughs> I got 20 bucks, says there's only three guns in that box, you son of a bitch. He opens Ooh. up the door and walks you back, and uh, you see a crate, uh, a pine wood, very plain, uh, light-colored crate uh, that is stenciled with spray paint NYPD to four, um, and it has a serial number uh, burned into the wood under it, and uh, you, it's sealed. I mean, it is like sealed, sealed. He's like, you're going to need a crowbar for that. Uh, let me grab one. Grabs a crowbar and uh, starts going at it. Boom. Pops the staples up. Boom. Boom. Opens up the box. There's four shotguns and one missing. <laughs> what so the, the fuck? We're gonna need who? Which uh, we're gonna need the names of those who signed in and out, or out and in these and who weapons. Guarded it. And the name of the officer who's guarding it. We're gonna need to speak to them immediately. Do you have any security cameras pointing towards the uh, area you kept these in? All right, all right, all right. Everybody, calm down. Everybody, Take calm off your clothes. Search room and strip. I don't take off my clothes. I don't take off my clothes. Troy can't. He ruins my ability to run the game and then just leaves his mic laughing. <laughs> he can't even. He's not even on mic. <laughs> to be fair, he does the same thing to himself sometimes when he's yeah, that's true. That's true. Very unstable. He's unstable. That's why this works. That's how we got this far. That's how, yeah, that's how you got this far. Uh, I don't take off my clothes. You take off your clothes. <laughs> I mean, all right, if it'll get you to take off your clothes, we'll take off our clothes. <laughs> yeah, it's all you use. You okay. take off your clothes right. first. You got to promise. And I'll take off. You right. go first, though. Okay. Don't tempt us. Don't tempt us. <laughs> All right. Well, if we're not taking off clothes, let me look into this because this is fucked up. Good. I don't like this. I don't like this one bit. He walks over to uh, the log. I don't see any evidence. Wait a minute. Let's see here. It was checked out 7.54 a.m. It was just in the parking lot there out, out front and... Uh, Officer assigned to the watch. Uh, Sergeant Marvin Herrera. He's assigned to the watch. Uh, he's here. I'm sure I could get him to talk to you, but I mean, that box went out intact. It came back sealed. I don't know. Look, all right. I'll find him. I'll find him for you. Is he your friend? Yeah. Sergeant Herrera is a good man. He's my friend, of course. All right, well, if he's a good man, we'll try to get him out of trouble. I'm sure this didn't matter, but we need to know whatever he saw. Uh, so he'll, uh, he'll make a call, 
and uh, you guys, why don't you go back to your room there, and uh, they'll they'll come in and get you. Uh, Derek, would you would you uh, bring up Sergeant Herrera, and uh, why don't you put him in a separate room and let them know when uh, when he's there, and then go over and take him to to talk to Herrera. So, you guys head back out. Uh, you go back to that waiting room you were in, and they. Derek comes back. Um, all right, if you're all ready, uh, we've we found Sergeant Herrera. He's happy to talk to you. Uh, he's he's right over here next door in uh, interrogation room four, and uh, he brings you over. And you see a middle-aged police officer sitting there. Uh, he looks like he's late thirties, maybe early forties. Um, uh, uniform police officer. And, uh, yeah, he's just sitting behind the desk, and he stands up. Marvin Herrera, how you doing? Uh, pleasure to meet you. Puts out his hand. Shake your hand. Riker Salas, FBI. These are my associates. We're currently investigating a septuple homicide, single suicide. And, uh, unfortunately, it involves one of the service weapons you were assigned to watch yesterday during the plumbing incident. That's not the only shit that hit the fan yesterday. Wait a minute. You're telling me that thing in Jersey yesterday? Yeah. 24th Precinct. That weapon? Remington. 870. Comes out of this place? Exactly. Herrera, just by shaking your hand and looking you in the eye, I can tell you're a good person. I can tell you're a good cop. Now you gotta let me know. Maybe you took a donut break. You looked away. Or if anything suspicious happened yesterday during your watch. There's some time between when those guns were checked out. Checked back in. One of them went missing. Nah. Nah, Special Agent. Uh, I ain't doing this. No, you're talking about a murder weapon. I I ain't doing it. Uh, I need a lawyer. I'm going to talk to a lawyer. Uh, I got to call my union. There's no way I'm doing this right now. I'm sorry, I, I, I want to help you. I didn't do nothing, but I can't. Uh, I can't. I'm if sorry. If you didn't do nothing, then that's all you got to say, and we walk away. But if you want to call for a lawyer, and all your good time pals in the back, and obviously you know something that you're not telling us. Seven people are dead. Eight, if you count the perp. What? God damn it, Special. tell us what happened. <laughs> What Special Agent Von Cliff is trying to tell you is that... Kids were killed, is what he's trying to tell you. That. And even though your union's pretty good at making sure you have dental insurance and a doctor for your wife and kids to see, they're not going to be able to protect you from internal affairs and the long arm of the federal government. The greatest government in the world. The United States government. From coming in here and tearing the 24th Precinct apart. You want your friend Derek down in the weapons corner to lose his job? Do you want your patrol buddy to lose theirs? Because that's what's going to happen. We'll tear this entire place apart. You want us to send your wife to Guantanamo Bay? (laughs) Jesus! (laughs) (laughs) He's unstable. Tell me, Officer Herrera, do you know what it's like to not sleep? <laughs> Can we just get through an episode? Is that even possible? Nah. 
I'm trying to take it back. I can't. I don't see Skid or Troy on camera. I don't see either of them. That's <laughs> He's so over the top. He's so You don't talk about my wife like that. And you don't threaten me with this fucking bullshit. I know what you're up to. You're trying to fucking solve a murder and you ain't got nothing because I'll tell you something. I didn't do shit. I didn't do fucking anything. You come in here trying to intimidate me. You some bullshit tactics on me like I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Fuck you. I want my lawyer and I'm not saying a fucking thing until I talk to my lawyer. Go fuck yourself. Hey, he what's your up. favorite number? Go num- fuck yourself. What's and your favorite up. number? It's going to be on the back of a yellow uh, orange jumpsuit. And you're going to be doing out. a whole lot of nothing Opens in the federal door. penitentiary. Walks out the door. We need to speak to the lieutenant immediately. We need to watch the security tapes. And we need access to the security tapes. This is now a matter of national security. And Officer Herrera is a suspect in a murder investigation. Who who are you speaking to? We find Derek again. Whoever else is in the room. <laughs> no, Derek was the quartermaster. We're talking Nobody to else is in the room. Derek was the admin. All right. <laughs> We've all left. Yeah. We've all left. <laughs> I'm asleep. Yeah. You just run it around the precinct, just yelling like, "We need a, a national security investigation." Got Got your your wife to Guantanamo. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, what's Wait, excuse me, ma'am. What's your name? Room. We're sending your wife to a Guantanamo. <laughs> Are you married? Are you married? You better say goodbye, sister. <laughs> both, Matthew, both Matthew and Doctor Westover would like to be asleep right now. <laughs> There's going to be one Joker that's like, "Please take my wife, please." <laughs> All right. Well, we exit the interrogation room, and who's waiting for us? Lieutenant Chaz. Faustus. <laughs> Faz Faustus. Wow. Whoa, oh, no. Wait a minute. He's like fifth generation NYPD, right? What's Faustus going on? Family. What's going on? Here? We need to see the security footage from the parking lot for yesterday. Uh, this is now a matter of national security, and Officer, Hernan, uh, Officer Herrera is uh, under investigation for murder. Officer Herrera is under investigation for murder. Accessory yes. two. Uh, yeah. What evidence do you have? A weapon went missing under his protection that was used in a murder. A septuple homicide. Single suicide. Hmm. Alright, uh, why don't you guys wait out front and I'll, uh, we can, uh, let me get your badges down. I'm gonna call the FBI and check in on this because, uh, you have we our don't, badges. Uh, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, we'll, we'll check your names and we'll call, uh, FBI headquarters in D.C. because we don't move forward on this kind of, uh, a murder weapon investigation without, uh, proper, you know, that's fine, uh, but you procedure. should know. you should call whoever you need to do need to call. But you should know you have no jurisdiction in this matter. Uh, if you come into our precinct demanding information, that is our jurisdiction. I'm sorry. Who came into your precinct and stole one of your weapons and then used it in a septuple homicide? Yeah, uh, seems like you run a really tight ship here in the 24th, letting guns fly off the shelves like a tickle me Elmo. I don't know what kind of operation you're running here, but this is the federal government. Lieutenant Chaz, I don't know if you've read Title II of the Intelligence Reform and Terrorism Prevention Act of 2004, Public Law 108-458, 118 Statute 3638, which outlines FBI's intelligence authorities, as does Executive Order 12333, 50 U.S.C. 401 at sequential... 
It's a combination of authorities that gives the FBI the unique ability to address national security and criminal <laughs> threats that are increasingly intertwined and to shift between the use of intelligence tools such as surveillance or recruiting sources and law enforcement tools of arrest and prosecution. That means, bucko, we have authority and <laughs> jurisdiction in your fucking precinct. <laughs> So give me the goddamn security footage right now, or you'll have a pair of U.S. government, Sam, size 12 loafers so far up your fucking ass, you won't shit again for the rest of your goddamn life. You wonder the impression you intimidate me with your bullshit? I'm well aware of the law. And I know full well that you need a warrant to come in here and talk to us about relieving information to you. So don't fucking yell at me. Go ahead and fucking go get your court order to come in here and subpoena our security footage and I'll happily give it to you. But I'm not giving it to you because you yell a bunch of fucking statutes that mean nothing. This is what they do. We're all supposed to be on the same team, but all they do is protect themselves. They protect their brothers. They know they're dirty. Dirty cops. Dirty cops. Dirty cops. <laughs> You're probably in on it, too. Guess we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. See you tomorrow. With that court order, right? Uh, yeah. The official one from the Justice Department. Yeah, that says we'll be here, with the, we'll, we'll the, be here with, the, with the warrant, and you'll be here with the fucking apology, Mr. Big Shot. All right? Happy, happy to do so. Happy and to your do, badge. I, sorry, we just, when we find we just, out that you, find out you let a murder weapon slip out of your slip out of your storage locker. Yeah, yeah. We'd hate to have to put that into a negative light. People up up top. You know the press is up our pr- press is up our asses on this, and uh, you know we're stretched pretty thin. Who knows what you know? Something the press needs to hear something. Who knows what uh, you know? We try to keep them at bay, as is. Uh, Procedure, but you know, sometimes Wish you the word best gets of luck. out about the twenty fourth precinct being a slapdash organization. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think uh, I think the fact you guys took care of your plumbing situation and let a gun out that murdered seven people. Yeah, that'll look real good on TV. Hey, uh, I'm gonna bring my shine box tomorrow because that's gonna be your new source of income when you're fucking fired. Yeah. And now your wife's in Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> 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 Hope you got enough money for postcards. Uh, <laughs> gonna need a lot of international stamps. <laughs> um, Doctor Westover is gonna slip away from this and find Derek while you're still yelling at uh we're still yelling at the lieutenant. Okay. Uh, uh, I mean, I really don't think I can let you. I really think that you can't be in the precinct anymore without a just... Like, you're making such a fucking scene. It's a fucking disaster, is what it is. And you can't be in here without a fucking warrant now. The yes, we can. Lieutenant in, no, yes, no, you can't. The lieutenant in charge has escorted you out of the fucking precinct oh, for being it's... volatile and violent and, like, fucking yelling it and accusing people of murder. So, and so, all, all, by the way, without any shred of evidence or proof. So, so if I may give Joe some, some backup here. The FBI does have special investigative jurisdiction to investigate violations of state law, blah, blah, blah. 
killings of police officers, state law enforcement officers. However, uh, a request by an appropriate state official is required before the FBI has authority to investigate these matters. So I'll, yes. I'll go with Joe on that one. I know that I'm not like winging this. Like I'm, I'm running this uh, off of a Delta Green game, which is has rules. <laughs> I'm running this and off isn't of a, a bunch of fucking nonsense. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine though if a if a shotgun went missing from a police precinct and was used in a in a, in a septuple murder? There'd be this play, if, if this wasn't a cosmic horror situation, there'd be so many federal agents up the wazoo of this precinct it wouldn't even be funny, right? But With they would warrant. be right, yeah. but they would have official jurisdiction, which you don't have yet. And you forced your way in without you know, or the thing is, like, you play nice and you're fine. But you didn't play nice, and now well, we you, played, you, if you I, don't play nice, I think nice, we played nice with Herrera. I think he got spooked and all that. Like, well, if we had asked him, like, did you notice anything unusual? I don't think he would have answered any different. He panicked and wanted his union guy pretty fast. I don't think we had played hardball with him. Yeah, he went right on the defensive. He right went away. immediately to, yeah, "I'm not talking to you about and that." Anything. Was suspicious. Was I, I suspicious. asked him just if he noticed anything unusual, and I told him he looked like a good guy, and I wanted to help him. Like I understand. I understand. But here's the thing. And this is honestly, like, for me, I agree with this. Like, this is real world. No cop is going to talk to you without a lawyer. Sure. If you tell him sure. you're investigating him about a murder weapon. If you never mentioned it was used in a murder, and that's, that's what he did yesterday, which is like interrogation 101. It's like, just start asking questions. Don't tell them what you already know. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that is being like, this was a multiple homicide on your watch. He's like, I need a fucking lawyer. Like, yeah, he panicked. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's we'll come back with a warrant. So, yeah, so now you got to come back with a warrant, uh, which is complicated, uh, but really is, look, all right. We'll call, we'll call you know what? Why don't you talk about it? How, how would you go about getting a warrant? We'll call, call our Delta Green contact and be like, get a fucking warrant stat. We can go through the FBI on this one. That's okay. Because it's legit, right? Yeah, it's solid. A, that was the murder weapon they found. They need, all we need is right. a warrant. So we, we have, yeah. Right. But the problem is you got municipal fucking shit going on here. So it's a little tense. And you're talking about terrorism. And there was just a press conference talking about this could be a terrorist act. Da, 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 da. So uh, give me a little bureaucracy. Who's got the best bureaucracy? I've got a 50. Ooh, That's better than mine. Dr. Westover, uh, acting as an FBI agent, calling the FBI in D.C., <laughs> demanding something. Let's let's see if we can make this work. Let's see. This is scary. This is fucking scary. Is scary. 26. Oh. Yes! 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 Dr. Westover gets a fucking warrant. Westover. <laughs> fucking amazing. Amazing. All right. Oh. So, but that's going to take some time. They're, they tell you, you get it tomorrow. That's perfect because we want to show up exactly in, like as soon as that uh, Chaz's fucking shift starts. We're going in there and I'm going to tell him to shine my fucking shoes. <laughs> okay, your shine box. We should go investigate Tia yeah. while we're yes. waiting. Yeah. It's the Good only idea. lead we have here in New York. Uh, but this could be legit dangerous. Okay, so you go investigate 
Tia Markel. Now, what does it say? What do you have from her Yahoo group? What info do you have about her? She's 29 years old, and she's a math dabbler in New York City. Like, along with the house husband, the least credentialed person on this list. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you go ahead and do a little, uh, uh, you know, FBI uh, digging to get her address and all that shit, and you find it easy enough, uh, and it's sent to you. Uh, and you are able to uh, head down to uh, her uh, uh, apartment, uh, which is in Murray Hill, actually. Oh. Uh, incidentally, uh, so you head down to Murray Hill, and uh, you're talking like Third Ave, Twenty Second Street. Uh, you're talking, yeah, Twenty uh, Fifth and Lex. So okay. she's kind of like mm. in. Indian food territory, a bunch of amazing Indian restaurants on the mm-hmm. stretch. And uh, you guys want to stop? You want to eat something? I mean, it's like yeah, it's, oh, like, it's, like, mean, two, it's like two p.m. right now on, uh, on day two oh, no, on, on October thirteenth. We just played a rousing. We just had a rousing round of unstable cop, <laughs> sad cop, sleepy <laughs> cop. You know what's nearby Angry. is the uh, the Lyric Angry. Diner is a real classic. It's been around for a hundred years. We could just go to go to a diner, have some coffee. Have, and then you, can, you want a burger, you get a burger, you want a grilled cheese, you want a salad. You can get breakfast if you still want it. Um, we'll do that. <laughs> and okay. then we'll go to this uh, murderer's house. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, so you guys get a bite to eat. Now we're getting into mid-afternoon, October 13th, uh, the day after the killings. Still, the crime has not been solved. There was a, uh, a press conference at 9 a.m. You guys also can catch up on this now on through social media. And you find out that Agent Knorr uh, was up there with Police Chief Weeks and uh, said that uh, at first this seemed like a random act of violence, but it turns out that uh, we might be looking at something more serious here, uh, a terrorist act by someone who uh, may be part of a small cell. It seems like that is as far as it went. This person was kind of a, like a version of a suicide bomber. And uh, they, uh, we don't, they don't anticipate any further violence, uh, but they are looking into uh, who this person's contacts were to make sure that nothing like this happens again. Blah, blah, blah. Classic bullshit. And uh, you're able to get caught up on that. Troy, did you know the Lyric Diner closed in 2016? Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, I didn't even know. I, I did know that. Well, I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but when I said it, I was like, "Oh, I think it's closed." But I knew it was open in two thousand nine. Uh, you get uh, you get to Tia Markel's apartment, and uh, you you know, I mean, it's fucking locked. Like it's a, it's an apartment building with no doorman, and you don't have a key. We buzz. Uh, you know, yep. You know her. You buzz. Nothing. We buzz all the buzzers. You buzz all the buzzers. Somebody else says hello. Delivery. I didn't order nothing. Uh, it's from one of the apartments downstairs. We gotta leave, leave it at it the, the door. All right. Could also come candy gram. I gotta be honest. I was thinking like myself right there, which. How many times have I buzzed somebody in that I don't know? Like oh, yeah. a million. Oh, yeah. A million. They've been like, sorry, man, wrong apartment. I'm like, whatever. Buzz. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Especially, especially right now do that, when there's like a thousand deliveries arriving in my building every oh, day. Yeah. It's like the buzzer just keeps going off. I'm just like, eh, it's coming. 
Uh, all right, so you head up to her apartment, uh, 4B, and uh, you knock on the door. Or do you knock on the door? I, should, I guess I should say. We listen at the door. Guns out. Listen at the door. Roll an alertness check. Got Everyone? It. Or Everyone. Wrong deck. Oh, oh. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Nope. Yes, I do. You, yep, don't, you, you don't hear anything. Silence. I don't get it. But we knock results. on the door. We'll keep track of that, Grant. Now you get a bonus to your alertness next time. You knock on the door. No response. Do we hear anything? Any response to that knock? No. Like shuffling behind the door or anything? No, 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 no. Nothing. Total does, uh, silence. I would tell you. Does lockpicking fall under criminology? Did I read uh, that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. But, I, don't, uh, I don't think it does. Um, it can. I mean, lockpicking is definitely a thing. But I don't yeah. think it's criminology, because uh, criminology was just about studying. But they're all they're all kind of broad, like everything. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know what else it would fall under if it's a skill. First okay. aid. I'm looking. At you it. guys are like <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Nothing. What do you do? Try to turn the doorknob. Try to. It's locked. Yeah. It's oh, locked. Sorry. Try to pick the lock. <laughs> Try to pick the lock. Okay. Uh, roll criminal criminology. Oh. <laughs> roll criminology. Who's got uh, it? I have uh, a 70 in it. Yeah, go for it. You have a 70 in crim- that, that, that criminology would not be it. That doesn't make any the, sense. It doesn't make sense to me, but I don't, know, mean, point, I don't know what else it would be. Wait, wait. What about dexterity? Isn't there like a finesse or a dexterity score? But that's just a, that, like raw dexterity would not. Like Usain Bolt couldn't like pick a lock. Right. He's dexterous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. So, all right. So you can't get in. Uh, <laughs> I would like to use what surgery. A, I, I was trying to give you an out. <laughs> no, uh, uh, where's the core rule? I'm, I just was looking through it. I can't find anything. The door next door to the apartment in the same hallway, 4C, opens. Clunk. Really? Young man sticks his head out. Oh. Sorry. I thought you knocked on my door. Uh, can I help you? She's four people standing outside Tia Markel's apartment. Uh, we're looking uh, into uh, an issue considering, concerning a, a missing person in the area that uh, may have known Tia Markell. Um, but she doesn't seem to be answering right now. Have you seen her recently? Tia? Uh, I haven't seen her recently, but, I mean, she works during the day. She wouldn't be here. Oh, okay. I mean, it would just be really helpful. Uh, it's a child that's missing, and uh, mom's What? Yeah, we want to... We want to find her as soon as possible. The reason we're all here and in suits is because we take child abduction very seriously. At the FBI, FBI agent, Riker Solis, by the way, flips it away. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, if you could just tell us where Tia is, we'll go there. We'll get out of your hair and out of your lobby. Oh, uh, I'm sure she's down at the corner coffee shop. She works at the coffee shop. Lyric, um, we were just there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Lyric. You were just there? Well, then you just missed her. She works there. Oh, okay. Flashes back to our waitress. A little name tag says, Tia. <laughs> Son Tia. of a bitch! Son of a bitch! <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> Some investigators. <laughs> we walk into the diner, now everybody's dead. <laughs> There's numbers all over the walls. Some waitress. Oh, no. <laughs> no, for, 
faded. All right. Well, what's your name? Uh, again? Yeah, what's you your name? I'm sorry. Before we go, what's your name? Billy. Billy, thank you so much, Billy. It means a lot. I, it's crazy something like this could happen in Murray Hill, but you know, 2009. It's a crazy year. <laughs> Billy, if you don't mind, uh, could you give us uh, her spare key that uh, we know she left you? To water her plants and take care of her mail. She didn't During her work. She didn't leave me a spare key. Billy, come on. <laughs> well, we know that no, you truly, s- no, truly, really, honestly, she did not leave me a spare key. You don't sneak in there when she's off at work and maybe watch a little TV, make some tea, try on her no. dresses and dance around <laughs> like a fancy lady. <laughs> 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 like a fancy lady. <laughs> Matthew has left the microphone. <laughs> like a fancy lady. You know why? Because he's laughing so hard. He's so into the joke. No, because I, I so think I just found that we could have picked the lock with the dex check the whole yeah. time. Is oh. dex check. <laughs> See, I said that. I, I thought I read that before. Either that or you or craft locksmith. Oh yes! Oh, the craft. Oh. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. locks a lock picking kit is incidental, and that's a dex check. Okay. Either way, uh, okay. uh, he he closes the door, and he has told you that she's down at the lyric where you just were. She just served you. Her name is Tia. <laughs> Can we just like lift up the the doormat and like search on the like the door jam to see if there might be a spare key laying around? You want to pick the lock? Yes. Yeah. Go ahead, pick the lock. I didn't know if she had a spare key. Who has the uh, best decks? No, no, there's no spare key. Uh, above I have or strength. Below. I can straight up break in, but we don't, we don't want to do that. I have a 12 decks. I think Billy might hear that as well. Yeah. That's fine. No, the flash pick I don't care about. Breaking in. I yeah. Anybody I have a, better than a 12 decks? I have mine's uh, a 10. Yeah, I'm a 10. Mine is a 12. <laughs> All right, I'll give it a try. I'll try to use my surgical precision to pick the lock. Mm. So <laughs> if it's a straight dex check, Joe, is it just you have to get under the... Yeah, the score times Dex five. Times five, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So that should be pretty good. Fifty-eight. <gasps> <Dynamite> <gasps> <two>. <laughs> Clink. So Doctor Fucking Westover picks she, like, the lock. Side. She's like, <laughs> the doctor. Yeah, uh, you guys sneak into this apartment, and you don't see anything of interest. Beautiful. It's it's the it's the New York City apartment. Of a young working woman, there's there's nothing about math that you see around. There's nothing. Uh, you know, the computer is off. Uh, you, you try to turn the computer on. Yeah, uh, yep. boot that shit up. Yeah, you boot that shit up. Late you try close. to hack in. Fucking Rikers, fifty percent computers. He's like, no, not able to get it. Really? But yeah, there's nothing out of place, nothing on, uh, out of the ordinary. But she is uh, down at the coffee shop. You just saw her. All right, let's go talk to her. All right. So you go back down to the coffee shop. We lock up behind us. You go talk to her. And uh, she's like, were you just here? And uh, we don't have to do the whole thing, but uh, you chatted up with her and... What do you ask? What are the main things that you ask? Um, How do you phrase it? Do you tell her you're going to put her in Guantanamo Bay <laughs> and put a gun to her head before you ask any other questions? No, we ask her if... Did you uh, receive an email? 
Yeah, she's a member of uh, this uh, Math Geek Lift Serve. We don't even get as specific as saying uh, Michael's name. Yeah. So she tells you, yes, she is a member of the Math Geek Listserv. Uh, she dabbles in mathematics. She loves puzzles, but it's at best like a, a hobby for her. And she probably checks it, checks in on the group and the messages like twice a month. And she hasn't looked in at least a week. And it's just a, a fun pastime for her. She's not connected yeah, or she friends likes, with any of the she people. Likes no, she likes puzzles. So she she joined it because the 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 group seems to like puzzles, and she has a a penchant for intense puzzles. But and, she and she hasn't looked at it lately. Lately, serves were more used as like mass communiques. They weren't really like social things. It was like a group of people instead. Well, the, in I should research. also say this isn't a listserv. It seems that somebody named it listserv, almost as like a throwback. Okay. Like it's a Yahoo group. It's not a listserv. Okay, it's just named. Uh, Math Geeks listserv uh, And yeah So she says she is She checks it once or twice a month Has she heard of Faustius Cloud? Nope never heard the name She's like probably, we can't She's probably okay Yeah. Like Even if she I mean, were to see the email We would want to avoid that But I, I think she wouldn't just Like you're saying like She doesn't have the level of expertise That she would need yeah. to be able to Have well, this effect well, and we can ask that question, like, we'll ask her, like, has she had a favorite one that she solved? And, like, what's the most recent one after we ask her about her favorite one? Like, what'd you think of that one that came in? Uh, I mean, in her conversations, you get the sense that she's a lot smarter than you give her credit for. Uh, especially as just, like, a barista dabbler. Like, she's definitely got some serious intelligence when it comes to puzzle solving and encryption encryption shit and so uh you know this might be a concern if she saw it but you you get the sense she really has not seen it yeah but yet is there's not a way we can delete it from her right because she could just go on the listserv at any point right if we get the password from the hacked phone that is still being worked on i can log into his account and delete it from the yahoo groups account i think is that how a yahoo group works no then we'd have to flush out her email somehow. I mean, you could also just tell her not to look at it. I mean, yeah, but that's going to make her want to look at it even more. Yeah, I agree sure. with you. Sure. Um, all right, well, it seems like we're going to have to attack the listserv problem from, or the Yahoo group problem from another angle, but... Um, <laughs> did we ever get an address on, on Francis Way from the FBI? Funny you should mention that, Matthew. Because right at that moment, yeah. Blood of a bink. Blink. 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 The update comes to Mr. Rekersalis. You put in the request, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the update comes uh, via email to Rekersalis. Blood of a dink. You look at your phone, I assume? Yes. You look down at your phone, and uh, it's an email, and the subject is Francis Way, and it's from uh, your office. Open it. Read the body. You open up the email. It says, Francis Way seems to be former advertising executive, retired, uh, living uh, at, and it gives you an address. The address is 384... Hurricane Road, Keene, New York. 
Oh shit! Holy oh, shit! Oh my gosh! What? And we will fucking see you oh, next my time. You gotta be kidding me! Oh my god! This is no, fucking Stephen King. Dairy. It's everything happens in dairy. Everything comes back to dairy. Everything's oh, in no. We're gonna have to shoot that woman again. <laughs> oh first time. Oh my oh, god. I find her. Oh, I'm gonna bring something bigger than an MP5. <laughs> Stolen shotgun. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon.